Hey, food friends, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast, your number one spot to get mentoring, guidance, and behind the scene learnings to help you understand what it really takes to launch, grow, and scale your packaged food or beverage business. On the show, you'll hear from food founders at various stages of growth, and you'll hear from me and my 14 years of packaged food and beverage experience. Each episode is packed with insights, inspiration, and learning to help you on your food business journey. I'm your host, Ainsley, and this is the Food Founders Podcast. Before we jump into today's show, I want to thank our sponsor, the Food Brands That Sell program. Food Brands That Sell is a six-week deep dive into the CPG industry and teaches you how to win within that industry by creating a brand that you, retailers, and consumers love. Here's what a recent alumni had to say about the program. I am so grateful that I chose to do Food Brands That Sell. I learned so much about myself, my journey, and my company. These six weeks changed how I'm doing my business, and I can see the difference already. I no longer feel alone. If you aren't already on the waitlist, hop on over to foodbrandsthatsellwaitlist.com or grab the link below to make sure that you are first to know when the program is accepting new students. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hey, food friends, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Today is a solo episode where I'm going to be talking about the foundational tools that you need to prepare for not only growth in the CPG industry, but survival in the packaged food and beverage industry. And I know that sounds a little extreme when I'm talking about survival in it, but I mean, if you're in this industry, you know it is competitive and there are a whole lot of things that can happen in this industry. So today, my goal is to help equip you with the tools that you need to not just survive, but really, truly thrive in this amazing industry. Because just like you need the right ingredients to make your delicious recipe, there is a recipe to follow for getting in stores, for getting your product sold online, for getting people to pick up your product, and for you to make money along the way. The thing is that a lot of food founders think that the main tool that they need and the you know ingredient that they need most is the product only. And if you guys have been tuning in for a while or if you follow me in other places, you know that I talk about your product is one piece of your overall recipe for success, but it is certainly not the only piece at all. This is like making a batch of delicious keto chocolate chip cookies and focusing on all of the ingredients except for the chocolate chips. You don't have the same result. There is a specific way to make anything great and successful. So you follow a unique process and the same process over and over and over again to make a consistent, reliable, fantastic product that you make and you put out into the world. And there is the same type of formula that applies to having success within the packaged food and beverage industry. 
So today, I want to equip you with some of these tools on what it really takes to have a successful packaged food or beverage business. So I'm going to be kind of demystifying a few things and then diving in and giving you guys some tools as to what to do here. All right, so let's jump right into it. So one of the key pieces that is often overlooked when it comes to running a packaged food and beverage industry is that sometimes you're not speaking the same language as the people that will help you. So takeaway number one, we need to learn how to speak the same language as the people that will help us. So who is going to help us? Stores are going to help us. External parties that we may have hire to help us, especially I'm talking uh, marketing, marketing companies, marketing agencies, marketing individuals in your company. Those people are going to help you grow. Stores are going to help you grow. We need those listings to get your product in front of the right people. But oftentimes we're not speaking the same language. So I'm recording this episode from Mexico right now. And let me tell you, not speaking the language of Spanish as everyone here it makes my life a lot harder. Going around and everyday situations just become more difficult because I'm not able to speak the language that the people around me are speaking. I've actually started Spanish lessons, so hopefully I'm going to be able to get better and have some great conversations with the locals, be able to make my life easier because I'm going to learn the language and adapt the language of the people that are going to make my life easier and that are going to get me where I want to go in my day-to-day living here. So this is the exact same thing with your packaged food or beverage business. You need to speak the same language as store managers and as people that you are hiring. Now, what does this look like when we're talking to retail partners when it when it comes to store managers that you're going to get your product into. Well, first things first, please don't go in and just talk about your product. First of all, we don't just want to like pop in in general. We want to make appointments and I talk at length about that in Food Brands That Sell and with anyone that I work one-on-one with because, you know, it makes common sense. Oh, I'm in the area. You know, I can just pop in and drop off the product. We definitely don't want to do that and more on that in another episode. But one of the tools that is going to help you speak the same language as the retailer that you're trying to get your product into is you want to be able to speak with the language that they're looking for when it comes to being on your sell sheet. Now, some people, especially if you are new to the industry, you might be wondering, what the heck is a sell sheet, Ainsley? So let me just take a moment and explain your sell sheet is a, if you're meeting people live, it is a one page document, double-sided or you know, it's just two-sided if you're sending people or two pages if you're sending it to people directly online. It is a document that basically spells out why this store should carry you. So what I see a lot of people include on here is simply all about your product, all about your product and your pricing, and that's it. And this is actually one of the reasons why I created the sell sheet templates that we offer, because so many people are including the pieces that they want to talk about, but they're not speaking the language that the retailer wants. The retailer cares about how am I making money on my store shelves? 
And they're wondering, is this going to move or not? Am I going to sell enough of this product? So that's the language that the retailer wants to understand. So we need to include these elements on your sell sheet. And we go into this in length in food brands that sell, but the sell sheet templates, guys, let me tell you, I created this based on dozens and dozens of dozens of sell sheets that I have created and used to go into stores to get products listed. So definitely grab these. If number one, you don't know what a sell sheet is and you're just getting started. Number two, you have a sell sheet and you're like, hold on, I am only talking about products and myself and the pricing and that's it. And number three, if you're hearing no consistently from stores, there could be a few things going on, but part of it could be that you're not speaking the same language as the retailer here. And that is so, so important because these guys are going to help you get on the store shelves. So the sell sheet templates, go and grab them if you haven't already. It's going to save you so much time, money, and energy. So many people spend hundreds or thousands of dollars on creating a sell sheet. And honestly, unless you're having someone design those that knows the food industry inside and out, probably not speaking the exact language that people are looking for. So go and grab those if you haven't already. It's at ainsleymoyer.com slash sell sheets. So I will throw those in the show notes for you. Um, you can go and grab those and leaves. Those are going to save you so much and make sure that you're speaking the same language. So we want to make sure we're speaking the same language to our stores, to our retailers. The sell sheet is one of the main pieces of doing that. One of the pieces that I always just tell people is like, put yourself in that person's shoes. Put yourself in the busy store manager's shoes who has tons of products coming to them all the time. People being like, hey, I've got the next thing since sliced bread. I want to have my product in here. And they hear it over and over again. And what is an easy way to put some brands aside in terms of, no, I'm not doing business with them and others. And yeah, okay, let's learn a bit more is if you make their life easy. So if they need to ask you, what's the price of this? If they need to ask you how many units are in a case, if they need to ask you what's happening in this category, these are all pieces that is requiring extra work on their end. And we want to make these people's life as easy as possible. Simple yeses is what we want to get. Obviously, there's going to be conversation. Obviously, there might even be some negotiation. But you want to make it so simple for them to at least continue the conversation with you versus what happens sometimes is if you're not going in speaking the right language, you're not going in with the right tools like a sell sheet that actually sells. And if you are focused on other elements that they honestly just don't care about, they push you aside and they're like, this person just doesn't even know how this industry works. If they haven't even figured that out in terms of how to come and sell to me, my gosh, are we going to have delivery issues? Are we going to have promo issues? Um, we're going to have pricing issues. Like the loss of trust is there. And that obviously is not the great first impression we want to make. And it can really, really hurt your chances of getting on store shelves. So go and grab those and make sure that you're speaking the right language as, pe as the people on the other end. Now, from a marketing perspective, so we talked about we want to speak the same language of people that can help us. So one being our stores. Number two could be people that we might hire that are working on our business from a marketing perspective. Maybe you're hiring someone who's doing social media. Maybe you're hiring someone who is doing paid media. Maybe it's Facebook ads for you. Maybe it's email marketing for you. You really need to understand some of the 
basic pieces of that language that that person is speaking. It doesn't mean that you need to be an expert in it. I don't want you to actually become an expert in every single area of your business. That is just unfeasible. Think about the CEO of a multi-billion dollar brand. They don't know how to do everything in their business, but they can speak the language so that they can intelligently ask the right questions of the people doing the jobs. They can assess if things are a success or not based on speaking that same language and asking for the right metrics and asking the right questions. And these two pieces can be really, really key. Again, I want you guys to stay in your zone of magic as much as possible in your business. Do the things that you are great at. Do the things that only you can do in your business. You should not be doing everything. Uh, At the early phases, you might be, and that just is what it is. But the goal is that eventually you will be able to move out of that phase. And if you can afford to have someone do the pieces that you're honestly just not great at, it is really worth the investment because if you are doing things that you just aren't good at, you don't enjoy, you're slowing down the success of your business and you are wasting time on things that you don't love doing. So what I've always found is if I don't love doing something, you're spending so much mental energy to get yourself up to doing it in the first place and then doing it, you're not enjoying it. So maybe you're going to distract yourself. Maybe you're going to procrastinate. Then you're going to do it. You're not going to do it as well as an expert. And you've lost the time that you could have been doing something else that's going to move your business forward. So Again, I'm saying all this because I don't want you to walk away thinking, oh my gosh, Ainsley says I need to know everything in the business and how to do everything. No, but I want you to be able to speak the language of these people. So if you're hiring someone to do paid advertising for you, you should be asking questions about click-through rates. You should be asking questions about impressions, about conversions. If you're doing email marketing, we want to be talking about click-through rates, about email open rates, about delivery rate. These are the types of pieces of language that the people that are doing the marketing aspect are speaking. So if you can speak that language to them, number one, you're not going to get taken advantage of or not nearly as likely. Obviously, there are some people in the industry that are really great salespeople but don't know how to do the things that you really need them to do and that you are hiring them to do. But it's going to make it so that you can speak the right language because if someone's saying, oh yeah, your ads are performing fantastic and you don't ask any other questions other than that and you just take them at face value, this may sound a little harsh, but if it's not performing, part of that is your fault. You're not asking the questions. And part of this is a mindset shift in terms of I am a CEO I am a president. I am the true leader of this organization. And that is a different type of mindset shift where you need to get into some of these nitty gritty details and you need to take full responsibility for everything that happens in your business. I am a really, really big believer in taking full responsibility for everything in life and in business. So if you hire someone to run your Facebook ads and if those ads aren't performing, You need to take some responsibility for that. You hired the person. Are you 
checking what they are doing? Are you asking the right questions? Are you working with them to make sure that those ads are optimized? You as a leader have full responsibility for everything that happens in your business, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because when that Facebook person does fantastic, of course we're giving them credit. But also you as a leader need to recognize I'm good at finding great people on my team to help me get to where I want to go. So it's a different mindset shift, um, and that comes with practice. But I want you to start looking at yourself as the CEO. If you have one account, heck, if you don't even have any accounts yet, I want you to look at yourself as, oh, I'm just not, I don't want you to look at yourself as just, oh, I'm just like doing this cookie business and like I'm trying to get it in some stores. No, you're a business owner. You are the CEO of whatever company it may be, or you're the president or you're the founder, whatever title resonates with you and empowers you to step into that role, to make those tough decisions, to look at things from that business perspective, not as you as the employee making cookies, trying to make the money to pay this, to pay that, to hire people to do this. You, I want you to look at yourself as the leader of your company doing the things. So um, make sure that you know the language of the marketing professionals that you are hiring. Do some simple Google searches if you aren't sure right now. If you're hiring someone to do email marketing, do some Google searches in terms of what are the key metrics for successful email marketing. And ask the person that you're hiring about what open rate should we expect here? What's a good click-through rate? So you're asking these questions while you're interviewing. And then when you're connecting with this person, you are looking at those elements and you're asking them about those elements as well. So make sure that we're speaking the right language of our sales partners, of our marketing partners, and tied into that too. I want you to start really making sure that you're looking yourself as the CEO of your company. So the next piece that I want to talk about as we are talking about overall preparing for growth in your packaged food or beverage business is looking the part of a brand that has the results that you want to have. So you'll see in here, we're talking some pieces about really tangible pieces, looking the part, speaking the same language, but we're also, there's some mindset shifts here throughout all of this. So what do I mean by that? Looking the part of a brand that has the results that you want. If you want to be a million dollar brand, not only do you need to act like the CEO of a million dollar brand, but your brand needs to look like a million dollar brand. So let's say that you have a new supplement company and you've done a lot of behind the scenes work to create a fantastic supplement that you know is better than your competitors. You've got better ingredients. You've got a better formulation. People get better results. People say they like your product better. Fantastic. We've got a fantastic product here. And you're thinking, heck, I've got this fantastic product that is so much better than the leading brands out there. Of course, I'm going to be on Whole Foods store shelves. And I know exactly where it's going to be on Whole Foods store shelves. It's going to be right in the middle, right next to the main players. And your premium product because you're a smaller batch, let's say right now, so you're charging a premium price. So you're going to be premium priced in the top retail stores for your category right next to the main players because you have a better product. But let's say that that is all true. You've got this superior product, but you're coming at it from the perspective of, well, I mean, the packaging that I have right now 
it's good, but it's not the packaging that I really want. It's not really the right packaging that I should have, but I mean, I need to do a really big order quantity to get the packaging that I want. So once we can order more, then I'm going to completely change the entire package and we're not even going to be in the same type of package at all. We're going to be in something totally different. And maybe you're also thinking that you, you know, you, you kind of know what you want your brand to look like, but hiring a professional who knows the industry really well and who designs package labels for a living is expensive. And it, it honestly can be, um, but there's, you know, some inexpensive options as well. But let's say you've kind of recognized that and you're like, you know what, my cousin, they're pretty good with graphic design. So I'm just going to get them to design my label right now. They don't, they've never worked in the food industry and their designs are like, okay, but like maybe they're looking for some work too right now. So, you know, win, win, I can help everyone. I'll hire them to do my label. And once we get more sales, then I'll revamp it. So you have a fantastic product. You've got a package that you know that your product isn't the best in. You've got a label that isn't exactly how you want it to look. And you're going to go to Whole Foods with what I call just for now branding. So you're just for now branding being, this is good for right now, but like down the road, once I have more money in it, I'm going to change it. So this just for now branding is a really, really vicious piece to be in. It can be this chicken and an egg situation because you're going to go to Whole Foods and you're not going to look the part. You're probably premium priced, but your product and your label doesn't look premium you have a better product and you have a super superior product that people should really trust, but maybe it doesn't really look trustworthy because it's just for now branding and it doesn't, again, look the part. So the thing with the packaged food and beverage industry is is if you're going to be on retail shelves and even if you're going to be on online shelves, you are right next to, honestly, a lot of times million dollar brands, sometimes billion dollar brands that spend a ton of money on the right packaging, on the right branding, hiring the best experts in the world to grow their business. Um, so you need to look the part if you are going to be on store shelves. Doesn't mean you need to spend boatloads of money, but it does mean you need to spend some money. And at least what you need to do is make sure that you are putting the right pieces on your label. You need to make sure you're doing the right packaging for your brand and really understanding that. And that is really, really key. We go over all of this in food brands that sell in terms of what to include on a winning package, what to include on a winning label so that whether you're hiring a company for $50,000 to do your design, or if you are hiring your cousin who is a great designer at least you can direct them to make sure that they're designing something that looks the part for the packaged food industry. The packaged food industry has very specific pieces for labeling, not just even from a regulatory perspective, but in terms of what to include in different parts of your package. There is a formula for success here, and that is really key to follow. So if you aren't following those, it becomes very clear to not only the retailer that you're not necessarily as entrenched in the industry you don't necessarily know how it works you they're questioning potentially your ability to succeed on the shelf because they've seen so many products and they know what works and what doesn't work 
And same thing goes with the consumer. You might have the consumer questioning, geez, is this really a better product if it doesn't look the part? Geez, is this you know really worth the extra pricing if it doesn't look the part? So I really want you to focus on moving away from just for now branding and make sure that you are looking the part of a brand that has the results that you want. So really step into that person that you are going to be when you have the business where you want it to be. If you are striving to have a $100,000 packaged food business right now, a million dollar packaged food or beverage business, ask yourself, what would that leader do right then? What would my packaging look like right then if I was at that point already and do whatever you can to try to get there? Again, it doesn't mean you need to spend $50,000 on packaging, but you need to know the right pieces to be on the package to look the part of a successful packaged food or beverage businesses or business because your competitors have that. And if you don't know those pieces, you're at a disadvantage to brands that either have the teammates that have figured that out or who have that experience, companies that have invested a ton in having exceptional talent or people that have invested in a mentor or a coach or a program that lays out all of those key pieces. So the third piece that I want to talk about to prepare you for your journey to success is knowing what tools you need in the first place. There's a saying that goes like, you don't know what you don't know. And I full-heartedly believe this. This is so, so true. Unless you have prepared yourself for the journey or have done the journey before, you just don't know some of the pieces. It's like I mentioned earlier that I'm taking Spanish lessons right now. If I do not know that there is a masculine and feminine within the language, how am I, how would I ever make a word masculine or feminine if I literally don't know that that exists? (laughs) So it's the same type of thing. You need to know what you need to know. And again, this is why people hire experts to help them on the journey. This is why a lot of people actually hire me is because they're like, I've got a great product. I know nothing about the packaged food beverage industry. I know how to make a great product, but I know I also want to succeed. You know what I don't know right now. Help me make sure that I am navigating this industry right now and not taking much longer than I need to, falling, spending more money than I need to. Let me fast track my success by figuring out what I need to know. So this is really, really, really key to help you grow in the packaged food and beverage industry and to help you, you know, prepare for your growth. So even you tuning in right now, this is you understanding the things that you don't know. You are continuously learning about the pieces of the packaged food and beverage industry, whether it be from myself sharing insights, whether it be from the different founders coming on, uh, those are ways for you to learn what you don't know. And I really encourage you to learn as much as you can along this journey as quickly as you can, because I know it can be a long road and I know that there is lots to learn. Trust me. I have worked in branding, marketing, sales, shopper marketing, leadership, all the different pieces of the packaged food and beverage industry. And every time that I step into a new section, I learn pieces that are new. So the first time that I moved into shopper marketing, I learned so much about what it meant to truly make an impact 
in the store at specific retailers. Things I didn't notice before, things I never knew before. So we're always constantly learning and you should always be learning in your business. And, you know, there, if you go to my website, insomewhere.com, there are tons of resources there that can help you. There's a whole resource section that can help you there to help you continuously improve on the pieces that you don't know and learn the pieces that you don't know. So prepare yourself as much as possible for this journey. This is a journey that you are on with having a packaged food or beverage business. And there's so much to learn and things are constantly changing guys. So learn all the pieces that you can from the right people and continuously be open to learning new pieces. Okay guys. So that's it for today. So we've talked about three different ways to prepare yourself for the journey to having a successful packaged food or beverage company. So first piece, know what tools you need to know in the first place. So that is number one. Number two, look the part of being a brand that has the results that you want. So no just for now branding. Make sure you are looking the part of the brand that you want to be. And the third piece, speaking the same language as those that can help you. So this is with retail partners and this is with marketing professionals that are going to be able to help you. So I mentioned a few tools today, guys. So I'm going to share them again. I'll throw them in the show notes as well. So number one, go and get those sell sheet templates. If you are trying to get into more stores, if you are just starting out, if you don't want to spend hundreds or thousands of dollars on getting these revamped because you changed a look or launched new products or realize you need to revamp these as a whole, go and save yourself a ton of time, money, and energy by going to grab these. You can go to ainsleymoyer.com slash sell sheets and get those. Uh, put gosh, I don't know, an hour and a half aside, if that, and you can finish your sell sheets today um, with the templates that I've laid out and with the training that I've laid out in terms of how to make it impactful. So you can have your sell sheet done looking professional and delivered to a retailer in the way that they're expecting it to be delivered today when you go and get those. Number two, I mentioned food brands that sell a few times and the different pieces that we cover within there. So for if you do not know, this is my signature program that walks you through exactly how to have a food brand that is based on your values and goals. And we take that and we build your successful package for your beverage business around that. So we cover everything from how to build an actual brand versus just having a product we go into the right marketing channels for your brand, how to use those marketing channels to grow your business, to get those results that you're looking for. We talk about how to successfully sell your packaged food or beverage brand into retailers, how to have it sold online from your website and from other online sources. And of course, we talk about how to make sure that you are making money in your business along the way. So you can go and sign up for that. You can go to ainsleymoyer.com and you can go into the working with me section and uh, it will be, there is a section there that you can just add yourself to the wait list. Um, if the program is not open for new members right now from the website, then you can just put yourself right on that wait list and you will be first to know when it's accepting new members. 
And the third piece, I mentioned a few times in here that uh, people hire me to work one-on-one with them. If that's you and you are looking for that more in-depth approach, um, when you are on the working together section of my website, you can click a link there to apply to work one-on-one together. That is it, food friends. I hope this has helped you uh, be better equipped for your journey to food brand success. And as always, thank you for tuning in and congratulations for continuously improving your knowledge of what it takes to really launch and grow in this fantastic industry. So if you want to continue to make sure that you can always hear the latest updates and always continue to learn from myself and the food founders that I bring on the show, make sure to hit subscribe and you will never miss an episode. That's it, food friends. Have a beautiful day and I will see you on the next episode. That's it for this week, food friend. Thanks for tuning in. If the show helped you in any way, please go ahead and leave a rating or review of the show below. I also want to thank our sponsor one more time, the Food Brands That Sell program, the program to transform how you navigate the CPG industry and ultimately sets you up for success within it. Go ahead and get yourself on the waitlist using the link below, or you can put yourself on the waitlist at foodbrands.sellwaitlist.com. Catch you next time, food friend.